Hello, and welcome to We Speak CVE, a free podcast from the CVE program. On this podcast, we'll talk with people from the cybersecurity community about what else? Cybersecurity and vulnerability management and the CVE catalog of vulnerabilities. If you didn't know, the CVE program's mission is to identify, define, and catalog publicly disclosed cybersecurity vulnerabilities. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the CVE podcast. I'll be your host today. I'm Shannon Savins, uh, Director of Threat Response at CrowdStrike and a member of the CVE board and the co-chair of the Outreach Working Group. Today, I have a really special guest. Um, This is someone who's also been involved with the CVE program, uh, also a member of the CVE board, but somebody I haven't spent a lot of time with and who has a really different expertise than my own. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Take it away, Chandan. Thank you, Shannon. I'm uh, Chandan Nandakumaraya. I'm the Director of Product Security at Palo Alto Networks. And as you said, I co-chair the Quality Working Group with uh, David Baltimore. Uh, we, in the Quality Working Group, we are focusing on uh, ways to make uh, the CVE submissions, you know, provide better quality of CVE information to uh, it, through the CV submission pr- process. And we are also working on the CV uh, format, uh, record format, where people can uh, update CV records uh, and provide uh, information about CV assignments uh, with with high quality of information that, that could be embedded in them. I want to know more about, um, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about how to get people involved in the program, but mm-hmm. I don't spend that much time thinking about the CVE records themselves, uh, the history, the format options available, um, the new formatting that you have available. Tell me a bit more about that, if you would, please. I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, think about Think about the universe of technology products where all the cybersecurity technologies are make up this universe. Vulnerabilities in this universe are like uh, minefields or potholes or quicksands. And um, what researchers or vendors do is they uh, assign CVEIDs, uh, which are more like warning flags that are attached next to those minefields. And they say, you know, be, wa- be aware of these things avoid them, don't fall into vulnerabilities, don't risk your lives, and so on, right? That's what those vulnerabilities are. And CV IDs are essentially those, has two parts to it. So there is one part, which is just the ID, which is the number of the format, CV hyphen year hyphen number. But that itself doesn't make a lot of sense unless you include some information about where that uh, flag was planted. You know where is where exactly is the pothole? Where exactly right. is the minefield? Right, um, and so that's where the record format comes into picture. Uh, for a long time, we the CV record when somebody said CV record, it meant two things: it's just the ID and some description that went with the ID, which was just uh, free text, um, plain text description, uh, and and maybe some metadata about. Um, who uh, issued the ID, when the ID was issued, or when the ID was reserved. And that itself was a a record in a database, and that formed the CV list. 
So that's what that's how it had been since the beginning. Um, but then, as um, that you know, the the plain text description of a CVE by itself um, is not very uh, automatable or um, automation friendly um, because people are trying to um, maybe filter out CVs that they don't care about or they want to narrow down on CVs that they want to focus on. Um, they may be defenders or the security teams who want to, um, who may be interested in, in the CVs that belong to a certain product or a vendor. And so that's where we we have been looking into ways of making that CV description more uh, automation friendly. And we have a, um, we have what we have a J, what we developed a, a JSON format for expressing the, uh, you know, the location of a vulnerability uh, in uh, in a structured format, which is more uh, automation friendly or user friendly. Uh, this lets us do many more things, many um, um, access more capabilities in how CVE information can be consumed. Uh, we can have uh, descriptions in multiple languages. We can have descriptions provided by two or three different sources, like things that could be provided by vendors, but also other vendors who may have to say something about the CVE. And so we have expanded the number of possibilities that you can have with the uh, with the CVE uh, record, with the, with a new format uh, that's expressed in JSON. So tell me, that sounds great, and that sounds highly scalable. So that's exciting to me. But tell me what else is in it for, for vendors, for CNAs, for researchers? So so we took, so initially we had this, you know, very limited set of fields in a CV record, and mm -hmm. we expanded on it. Uh, we have, and because it's JSON, it's, um, uh, you can have, there are multiple different ways you can express uh, information or data structures encoded in a JSON. Uh, we have many, many fields that are uh, available. And again, to keep in mind, these are all optional. So if a, if a CNA is submitting a CVE assignment information in a JSON record, uh, there, are, there are few fields that are required, um, but there is a lot more optional uh, information that they can put in as well that will essentially help them locate uh, a record precisely where the vulnerability is. So, so things like this would be useful to say, if you are a, a vendor who is using a particular library, you can say, uh, we have fields that indicate the library name, the library versions and so on, but also uh, if the library is being uh, distributed within like a package ecosystem, that exists. We have ways to capture um, details about that package or the package repositories and the ecosystems and so on. Uh, we have ways to capture the exact number of uh, exact versions that were affected. So if somebody is doing vulnerability analysis and wants to know uh, whether a piece of library that they are using is affected, they can do it more or less automated comparing the versions they have versus the versions that have been recorded in the CV record. So that's one, one way that vendors uh, are, are people who use software technology in, in, in either uh, for their production or in their products 
can make use of the CV information um, to do more to do the vulnerability assessment. Uh, we have also fields, for example, fields um, that capture who found the CV. So if a researcher found a vulnerability, uh, we now have a, a field to capture that information as well. As long as the researcher is willing to um, share their name uh, in the CV record, we can now say this researcher found the CV and then have it record, have it part of the record that goes in like a uh, a permanent recognition for that the work That's that great. was done uh, done in finding you know finding and uh, assigning the CVE. Um, so I covered kind of you know how, what's it in for vendors, what's it what's it there for the um, researchers. Um, the information uh, we also have ways to uh, capture uh, to translate the CVE information in different languages, and so. If you have security uh, personnel who are not very good in English, we have ways that the CV record could be translated in other languages, uh, not just in English, uh, but they can get the get the information about the CVE in in the language that they are most native, the language that they can understand better. Uh, and we have work ongoing with. Um, uh, with JP Cert uh, and uh, with uh, NC Bay, who are um, who translate some of the um, CV uh, descriptions into uh, Spanish or Japanese and uh, things like that. Okay, so so that's exciting to hear uh, other CNAs and other routes um, bringing things into new languages. So I actually heard four great things from you. I heard. Um, credit for researchers. I heard CVE IDs easier to get, easier to update, uh, and uh, easier to localize. So that's exciting. From a vendor perspective, if I was a new vendor or if I a, a new vendor to the CVE program or if I was an existing um, CNA, tell me a little bit about what that automation might look like for me, how I how I could e more easily uh, produce the records. Yeah, exactly. So th the format we are developing is like can be can be taken as the um, as the um, as the, as a template that people can fill in. Uh, so when they are uh, when they are either um, when they are done with assigning a CV and they're published it. They can fill up the template and then have the CV published. Uh, but the whole process also involves a lot of new services that have been uh, developed by the CV Automation Working Group. Uh, there is a service that's currently online that can help um, people get the ID instantaneously, uh, 24 by 7. Um, as long as you have credentials, you can get an ID on demand. And once you get the ID on demand, and then you have associated that ID with the vulnerability. Um, and then once you are ready to go public as a CNA, uh, that you know this CV ID has been associated with this vulnerability, you can capture information about the, um, the vulnerability, encode it in the JSON format. And then there is a, a new set of services that are under development uh, that will be released available soon, will help you uh, update the CVE database um, 24 by 7 on demand. 
Uh, and so you got the ID. You can get currently you can get the IDs on demand. And now with the new services that are being offered from the CV automation working group, you can um, change the status of CVs from being reserved to being public uh, and then uh, update the content uh, and information. I think one of the major advantage is that you can do it as many times <laughs> as you want. So if you think that something, maybe you forgot to add something, maybe you forgot to mention a version that was affected, you can now go change the description, change the versions, um, um, and publish it. If you want to add more links to the CV record, you can do it. And it's not just the CNA that that can do it, the CNA who, the, who's responsible for the CV ID. Uh, we also have a concept of uh, authorized data publishers. So if you are an authorized data publisher, you have been you've been trusted and authorized to uh, append data, uh, add more data or complement data to the CV record. You also get what's called a container, uh, uh, a JSON a container um, uh, structure that you can append to the CV record. Uh, think of it more like, um, let's say the CNA who the ID was issued has gets the front page of a report, uh, but an ADP can attach other additional pages to the report uh, and, and they can write their opinion or their links and their scores um, if, um, uh, that they can associate with the CV, but it's all contained on the letterhead of the authorized data publisher, uh, but the front page of the CV is belongs to the CNA who published the CV. So we have this concept where of, of capturing multiple perspectives on a CV. And so in the past, you, we had um, the CNAs could provide a CVS score, but an independent analyst could also come up with a different CVS score. And they can, we have a way to capture that as well in the CV record. Uh, and those things can coexist in the same record. And, and the consumers can see the differences and then maybe uh, they can also read the reasoning why some of those things are different and so on. So we, we have we have various ways to capture the information that is tied to a CV. Um, and then hopefully this is useful to consumers. People are getting them and and, and they're processing to keep their uh, products and assets secure. And and all oh. this workflow is is enabled with the the automation that that's been developed with the automation working group. So we can you know people can get them update the CV really easily on their own. That's excellent. I I hear um, that records can be updated as many times as needed, corrected as needed, and that there's an opportunity for community contribution, and where there are more or less conservative takes on CVSS that that can more easily be accounted for. So I think that's going to excite a lot of people in the community. I think that's great. In terms of organizations making use of the information in the record, it just sounds like there's a lot more information to be had potentially. Is that a fair mm -hmm. assessment? Yeah, we have uh, we have made room for 
lot more information that could be associated with the CVE. Again, these are all optional. If you mm -hmm. are a, a new CNA who doesn't do CVSS scores that you are you know, not, not scoring your vulnerabilities and so on, you can still go ahead and publish them without this additional information. But uh, a CNA who's been established for a while, knows how to do scoring, knows what C CWEs are, um, or knows how things like, uh, or, or can provide multiple um, language translations of the description. They can put all that thing in the CV record. There is room for all, all those kind of information, and it's all organized uh, in a structured way. So we're, we've made it easier for CNAs without increasing the demands on them. The demand on them, the requirements are the same, but the flexibility is greater. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more, even though if you try to look at the uh, the JSON format, it may look a little complicated, um, but at the minimum, the, the least that you can do is, is quite simple. But if you are willing to put more information to help the consumers of your CVE assignment, you you got you got plenty of room to put your information there. Love it, love it. Tell me a little bit about how one might get involved. There's an automation working group. You're part of the quality working group. Um, tell me a little bit about that. If I if I were a CNA or interested in becoming a CNA and I wanted to um, participate or contribute. So we have so the CVE record format development. Uh, is uh, is being done at the quality working group. Uh, we meet uh, once in every two weeks on uh, Tuesdays uh, or Thursdays uh, afternoon. Um, you can reach out to either of the chairs to get on to uh, the quality working group, or if you are a CNA, um, contact Joe and she will um, get you signed up on the quality working group. And again, your co-chair is Dave Walter Meyer. At yes, NIST, that's correct. And the Joe is Joe Bazar at MITRE. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's excellent. And you have a GitHub site, that's right? Yeah, we have um, a GitHub site where the format uh, is being actively developed. Uh, we have a schema, JSON schema, that defines what a JSON record would look like. Uh, that's being uh, available, uh, developed there as well. So this is, if you Google search for GitHub CV schema uh, under CV project, uh, we sh you should be able to get to the uh, schema site. Uh, and if you find you know feedback or if you have the tips for improvement, uh, you can file um, uh, issues there. Uh, we review them uh, in the quality working group and then take uh, take this feedback, see how we can uh, improve the uh, improve the format. Uh, you're also welcome to submit pull requests, which are um, you can work on the changes and, and then submit them. Uh, and then we will review them in the quality working group and uh, improve the structure. Uh, as we are working towards um, releasing more of the automation working group services, uh, the service that lets the CNAs upload and update uh, the records uh, will be based on the CV JSON schema 5.0. We reached some, set some milestones there. We're calling it release candidate two. Um, and once the once the automation um, uh, record updates um, service goes live, 
uh, we will essentially call that the CVE JSON version format 5. Uh, and we'll still continue developing it. So we'll continue working on JSON format version 5.1. And once that's final, we'll then, you know, we go through this release cycle of uh, continuously improving the record format uh, to meet the needs of CVEs, uh, CNAs, or uh, the consumers who use the, the CVE record uh, information. Well, I love this. I love the flexibility, um, the ease, but also the potential sophistication of it. It's just really excellent work. Yeah, I can also talk a bit about uh, how a CNA can actually generate these, um, uh, yes, these the record format. Um, so if you're please. a if you are an established CNA who has some system to manage your vulnerability reports or you know the things that researchers report to you and the things you publish them and so on it may be trivial to kind of generate a json record of your cv assignment from that system itself uh, but if you are a cna who's who doesn't have such a system uh, you can there are tools available that you can you know either fill in the minimum uh, required information and then it will create the json record uh, there's also a GUI tool that's available uh, that I wrote. It's called Volnogram. Uh, you can go to volnogram.github.io. Volnogram spelled for vuln for vulnerabilities. Uh, o and gram for gram as the um, the Greek suffix that says you know some a record a, a written record of something. Uh, and the tool uh, will help you uh, fill the fields that are required and it will show you all the other optional fields that, that are available. It has an embedded uh, CVSS calculator too, and it will help you see how the JSON record will look like. You can also edit the JSON yourselves manually, but it's not recommended. And you, once you are, once you filled all the information that's required for a CV um, record, you can save the JSON uh, but once we get the uh, the service uh, for uploading the CVE um, uh, record uh, live, uh, we should be able to push to the um, this the REST API interface directly through using the GUI tool. So you essentially you will have a GUI tool to create, update, and submit your CV records. I've heard a lot of great feedback about your Volnogram tool. People who are excited about it and seem to like the tool. So, thank you, Shannon. Yes, we use the tool to also automate some of like we take the information that's from our defect tracking tool and then kind of pre-populate some of the fields like the products and versions and so on, and then maybe do a few more edits to to the CV description ourselves and then we are ready to publish the CVE uh, in a few quick and simple steps. Really nice, really nice. Is there anything else we should tell the people about contributing as a CNA or making use of these records? Yeah, again, these are um, this will be forthcoming with the update uh, CVE record update submission uh, service. So take a look at the format. Um, if you have any feedback, we love to hear it. Uh, we want to uh, incorporate it before we kind of finalize it for the record update uh, service. 
but yeah, please please feel feel free to look up the uh, CV record format. We have a, a mind map that is generated that tells you uh, the relationship between various fields and how those fields are um, organized uh, in the record format. Uh, feel free to take a look. We also have some documentation that's auto-generated based on the CV schema. Go through it. And again, we would love to hear uh, more about the format and how we can uh, help the CNAs and also the consumers who um, take the CV information and do great things with it. Chandan, it was really nice to have you on the program and we really appreciate everything that you're doing for the CVE program. Thanks, Shannon. It's my pleasure. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for joining us today on the We Speak CVE podcast, which is available for free on Buzzsprout and the CVE website. If you'd like to participate or suggest a topic, please contact us on the CVE website.